Welcome to Weekly Wisdom, a podcast exploring wisdom in philosophy, comedy, science, pop culture, and everyday life. Ramdas is one of the most influential spiritual and possibly social thinkers of the last hundred years. In the 1980s and 90s especially, Ramdas wrote and spoke about the taboo of death and how to support people who are dying. This was influential in the hospice movement, which has helped countless people accept death within themselves as an open conversation with their families, and as something with the right medication that can happen with less pain and often in one's own home. In his book, How Can I Help?, Ramdas gives a list of ways to support someone who is dying. Look people straight in the eye. Be there with them. Speak for myself. They will do the same. Be honest with them. Be caring towards them. Don't just focus on just the bad things. Laugh with them. Challenge them. Ask permission before offering advice. Let them be the hero. Forgive all the time. Let go. Your job is not to save everyone. This is probably a good list for communications with anyone, isn't it? It's a tough pill to swallow at times that our inability to be fully supportive of someone else isn't because of a lack of desire, but an inability to communicate properly, to be fully present beyond our fear, to listen deeply without judgment, to see ourselves not as a fixer, but as a loving presence. I remember encountering a man at my job where I was always friendly, but also always busy, saying hello and moving on to whomever was next. I asked the man, how are you doing? I'm not telling you, he answered. You can't hear me running around here like a chicken with its head cut off. The man was strange, but he had a point. I apologized and we didn't speak again for several weeks. He approached me then and said, I am ready. We found a quiet place, and he shared for ten minutes or so. It was an important lesson for me, to make sure that if I offer support to someone, that I really mean it. That doesn't mean succumb always to their version of what support looks like, or don't have strong boundaries, as Ram Dass once said, I'll stay here if you need a hand up, but don't ask me to dive into the muck with you. It means be present, be caring, and be ready. Ram Dass tells the story of being with his 90-year-old father and wanting to take him to see his place of birth in Massachusetts. Ramdas drives him through to see things. His dad is unresponsive. Ramdas had gotten all these maps and done all this research. He was upset. Then Ramdas realized his mistake. He'd gone too fast. He drove around at his pace, not his dad's, and especially not the horse and buggy pace of his youth. So he took him again, but slower. Ramdas shares. Lo and behold, dad came alive. Dozens of stories poured out of him. This is where I fell off the wagon. Here's where we used to get apples. Dad was full of tales, but it wasn't until we slowed down that his memory was able to come on board and awaken him to that old place. This helped me to understand why so many old people feel out of step, unable to connect to a world that is moving so rapidly. Why, as so many elderly folks have complained to me, they feel that time has left them behind. We can do this in our own daily lives. Slow down. Be here now. The moment, Ramdas tells us, is a doorway to eternity. Ramdas wasn't always Ramdas. His first part of his life was as Richard Alpert. He and Timothy Leary got kicked out of Harvard for their work with LSD. Leary became a champion of psychedelics and a symbol of the counterculture movement. Alpert went to India and returned as Ramdas. I don't think he ever stopped using drugs, but he certainly began to emphasize the enrichment of spiritual practices more than the turn on, tune in, and drop out. Ramdas, too, was an important part of the late 60s counterculture and has always remained a unique. 
but his message to me is as much for everyone in its accessibility as any other spiritual teacher. I once got to see him speak as a teenager. He was speaking in Southern California at an early morning event. I didn't realize it was sold out. A friend of mine was with me and we asked about tickets. The folks at the front thought we were the parking attendants and let us in. They were just so interesting that two guys doing the parking lot would be interested in spirituality. This was Ramdas's first speaking tour after his stroke. Another great feat of his, to continue what I believe to be the most effective part of his career of reaching people with strong and healing ideas, after being severely affected in his own body. Ramdas speaks to this after confronting his life post a stroke. After any major physical insult, as they call it, it's all too easy to see yourself as a collection of symptoms rather than as a total human being, including your spirit, and thus to become your illness. Fear is powerful and contagious, and at first I allowed myself to catch it, worried that if I didn't do what the doctors ordered, I'd be sorry. But now I'm learning to take my healing into my own hands. Healing is not the same as curing, after all. Healing does not mean going back to the way things were before, but rather allowing what is now to move us closer to God. In my favorite book by Ram Dass, Still Here, he shares, Healing is never spontaneous. It is always a path. And like Ram Dass alludes to, it is never a path backwards, but forwards. Healing is moving from a partial vision of ourselves to a more full one that brings us closer to truth, closer to God, closer to others, and closer to ourselves. Regardless of the severity of our condition, Ramdas tells us, we have a choice in how we relate to it. What a powerful idea to think about in terms of our healing, be it physical, spiritual, emotional, political. The way to get there is not to try and get to the way things used to be, but to move through what is now with the faith that a more profound tomorrow awaits us. <laughs>